You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Grox Nights, the Grox Podcast Live Show. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. All right. So as per usual, here's what's on the agenda tonight. We are going to be talking about uh, what we've been watching, which hasn't been a whole lot, but we did watch a whole lot of a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got some movie news or TV news, movie news, mostly movie news, I think. And uh, yeah, that's that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. That's what we do. So what yep. did we do? Well, we watched. We okay, so we talked. I put it, I'm, I'm, I'm dragging it out. We talked about Mandalorian already, right? Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. We finished that. Um, we binged through one of your favorite shows. Mm-hmm. What did we watch? We watched um, Umbrella Academy 2. We blew through that in most of it in a week, weekend. Yeah, I think we yeah. watched a couple episodes and then blew through the rest in a weekend. Yeah, and then I came back from that and had to watch season one in a day. And then the first three episodes of season two with my nephew, because I told him he needed to watch it. And he said, I'll watch it if you watch it with me. And then we got to, once we got to like episode three, he's like, okay, we, we just have to finish this. And I'm like, oh. I, I mean, I like it, but so that's as far as we got. And then he finished the rest of the next day. So it's very likable. You were super excited for the season. Did it? Mm-hmm. And you liked the first season quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Did it hold up? Was it what you were hoping it would be? It was good. It could have been better, definitely. And I have hope that it will get better, too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think they did a lot of the same stuff again, and that's boring, you know? Oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would say that's kind of my complaint. I liked it. I think I got more enjoyment. I don't know. Last season seems wackier, but I feel like I got more enjoyment out of this season. Maybe I enjoyed the the story better or like the general premise. It definitely, the season definitely had a specific plot device or framing device um, mm-hmm. other than just the world's going to end. You know, we got to do something to stop the world ending. Uh, there was this other thing and I'm not going to really get into it in case somebody hasn't watched it yet, but I think I enjoyed that more. But my main criticism is for example, Klaus who's like your mm-hmm. favorite character. Yeah, it felt like they kind of like last season they did a bunch of character development, super interesting. And while they kind of tried to explore some of that this season, it felt mm-hmm. like it felt more like, well, let's rewind the character and do some of it again. It, it felt mm-hmm. like it's like a like a sitcom where nobody really ever pro- progresses. They get they learn a lesson and then it's all rolled back for the next episode. Mm-hmm. It felt a little bit like rolling it back for this season because they didn't know what else to do with him. Yeah. And oddly enough, it hit like he hits like the same beats, mm-hmm. the same character development beats. And it's like, I thought we were past it. Mm-hmm. That's my main criticism. Otherwise, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. I have a couple, but I mean, I still really liked it. I was surprised that they didn't do more with the, with Allison and like her kid. Like she didn't bring it up really oh hardly and, and i'm like but that's her kid and that was her main focus of the first season too and right. you don't just you know you're not just gonna go through and like not talk about that that element is very under mentioned and i feel like regardless what life she has set up in this season mm-hmm. as soon as there was any indication that she could go back and change what happened at the end of first season mm-hmm she'd be all over it because that would mean that basically her kid doesn't die in the apocalypse. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. it doesn't really play out that way. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was, yeah, I agree. That's a little odd, but she was very consumed in what she was doing at that time. Yeah. Which would be fine if you hadn't established this hugely important character motivation in the first season. Right. Yes, exactly. Uh, Paul says he watched Rush Hours 1 through 3, which are surprisingly racist. Surprisingly? Really? Have you seen, did you see the, did you watch the trailers? <laughs> because, I mean. 
<laughs> it was pretty blatant. I don't remember. I mean, I've seen, maybe I've seen the first one, parts of the second one. I don't know. I don't remember ever watching an entire Rush Hour movie start to finish. Is it like 90s, early 2000s where it's like it wouldn't get made now? Or is it just like a little surprising because everything's now shies away from, I mean, for better or worse, shies away from racism altogether. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's nothing else. I mean, we've been watching Doom Patrol and actually I think the season finale might have went up today, but we haven't got that far. Yeah. We're only like an episode or so behind, but I'm, I'm still enjoying it. Mm -hmm. <sighs> comments, man. Comments will destroy me, my attention. It yeah. doesn't help. I don't think I got enough sleep last night. So like if you can't tell listener and viewers, now you know. Um, <laughs> oh, I wanted to mention. So I was the night before last, I think I went to a local grocery store. It's a big chain. It's not like some little I don't know that little local grocery stores exist anymore. Mm -hmm. Maybe somewhere. Not here. It's all big chains. That's not the point. The point is, as I was shopping at this grocery store, which I'm not particularly fond of, but they were actually open. I noticed they have this like, I don't know if it was like it's a little own little aisle tucked away or like just a wall along one side of the building with items. And it doesn't look like their official seasonal whatever aisle they might set up for when it's like prime holiday season time. Mm -hmm. But you know what I seen along that wall? I can guess. I bet you'd guess right. It was mm -hmm. Halloween stuff. Yeah. The Halloween candy and all yep. that. Yeah. And my first instinct is like, it's so far away. And then I was like, but you know what? I'm fine with it. If, if they want to start busting out Halloween stuff two and a half, three months away from Halloween, mm -hmm. I, that makes me happy. What about Christmas early? No. I know. I know. I was thinking of that earlier. I'm like, I don't like Christmas need, stuff out early. We but, don't need Christmas early or Thanksgiving early. But, but yeah, I saw some Halloween stuff out and I was like, yeah, you know, all right. It's time about time. It's Halloween stuff. That's why we we do we need we need to just have Halloween from October to the beginning of January, end of October to the beginning of January it should all just be Halloween, and we can incorporate special days for the other holidays, I suppose. But yeah, I was gonna say if anything, as soon as the Christmas stuff goes out of the holiday aisles, bust out the Halloween stuff again and just rock that. <laughs> it's time to go Thanksgiving. Oh, I guess they can interrupt for Easter, but. It's fake grass. It's plastic grass and eggs. We don't need that. Yeah. Paul said, was it Baker's? It sounds like Baker's. It wasn't Baker's. It was Family Fair, actually. I'm not a big, I'm not a fan of Family Fair at all. But they were open and it was late. And I don't leave the house until late because the nighttime is the right time. <laughs> <laughs> actually, they're one of the few that are, they're 24. Well, right now, because of stuff. They're not 24 hours, but they're one of the few 24 hour grocery stores around still, at least in this area. Right. He's also been karaoke, karaokeing, weird, weird to say, a lot on his phone. It's a hoot. <laughs> I saw a, a thing where you can buy a microphone that will go to your radio mm -hmm. and you can play a song and then sing. And, you know, into your microphone, it'll come out. Just oh, right. Sure. Yeah. That reminds me of, I need to get a better stereo in my car. Mm -hmm. You do. For when mm -hmm. the drive-ins are, are hopping. I've bought stereos and I don't know whatever happens to them. There's one somewhere around here. Yeah, we'll just. <laughs> you buy stereos, but you buy suspicious stereos that don't have like the proper wiring rig <laughs> to hook up in the car. And I'm like, huh? Mm -hmm. I wonder where that came from. Well, it came from someone. I mean, allegedly. <laughs> it's somebody that was like, hey, do you need a car stereo? And I was like, how much? And they said this much. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll take that stereo. So, sounds like, don't, that sounds, don't buy those. That sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> it's a really nice stereo. That's like, that sounds like something we shouldn't be talking about on, <laughs> in a public forum. Um, All right. So let's, let's jump into the news. Halloween is coming. That's all the news you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> we should maybe we should talk, start talking about horror movies on the show. Yes. Is every week 
we'll talk about a horror movie. Is that a little much? Is that overboard? Maybe every other week. Why can't we just, you know, every, every week is fine if we don't spend too long on it, but it, it has to be something we haven't watched yet. I got to start GCU again. I want to talk some movies. All right, let's jump into the news for real this time. Uh, we're going to start off with, uh, man, a lot of our stories are like ongoing sagas. Not so slow demise of the movie theater industry. Mm-hmm. AMC theaters lost $561 million in one quarter with revenue down nearly 100% because of COVID. I mean, yeah, of course, nearly 100%. Los Angeles Times. Uh, yeah, basically, that's it. AMC theaters, which we've been talking about a lot lately, mm-hmm. um, lost $561 million in its most recent quarter of revenue because of the pandemic. The revenue is down 99% from the same period a year ago that's insane like i i mean obviously there it is i've been waiting for that comment to pop up in here that's how long it took to get into Streamyard. oh and paul also says we should always talk horror yes. i agree i agree but that's not really like grolix isn't grolix proper isn't strictly a horror show loss of revenue does that what what exactly does that mean does that mean money that they aren't earning because that of course that would be what it would be yeah but if it's the like money that they lost like lost lost like i don't know what i'm trying to say i'm just saying well okay it's okay well it's they did their like quarterly report and that's how a business is if it doesn't do the same or better as it did the previous year in that quarter they consider that a loss Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it did like no nothing this quarter. So it's not just like a loss. It's like, yeah, I mean, it says it right there. The revenue down was down 99% this quarter versus the same time last year. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, they've been closed most yeah. of the quarter. Yeah. So of course, but then again, like they are still a business and I'm sure they still have bills. Like it's mm-hmm. insane, whatever. It's insane. It's not unique to the movie theater industry at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. it's going on everywhere, but right. we like to focus on the movie theater industry because they've been struggling. It does make a little, it does put a little bit more context into certain movie theater CEOs, whiny, I guess we've talked about recent stories where CEOs have said they're the universal's banned forever. Yeah. And then universal is like, we'll give you a cut of the VOD. And they're like, we love universal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but okay. I'm just saying they have been making money for many, many years. Can't they go a little bit on their profits and pay their bills and not go under? Is what I'm saying. Because well, if if they can't accomplish that, that doesn't well, seem like good business to me. No, well, I would agree with that because it's the whole thing of like, well, they should have budgeted better. That whole BS that regular people here or you hear a lot Mm -hmm. especially at the beginning of this outbreak Mm -hmm. oh if you can't afford to go a couple months you know without a job you probably should have budgeted better yeah from the same people who are then like running or working in industries that are like getting bailouts it's like well Mm -hmm. maybe you should have budgeted better Mm -hmm. but that said it's not no they're not necessarily going bankrupt at this point i'm sure they have tons of money i'm sure amc and i think that article went into it is owned by some other biz- bigger business that like mm-hmm. everything's owned like, by something like else Disney. larger. Everything's owned by Disney. This eventually tracks back to Disney. It's a hard yeah. fact. Anyway, I thought that was an interesting little, uh, it's an interesting note in the saga of the AMC theaters. This, and you know, all the theaters are dealing with this. Mm-hmm. You know who's capitalizing on this situation though? Rich people? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, that's actually true. Yes, I know. A whole lot of people made a whole lot of money during all this, and that's... I know. Mm-hmm. Walmart. Yeah. So I have an update on the Walmart drive-in situation, because Walmarts are, were like, hey, we're going to take a hundred and something of our locations, their parking lots, and host movies to have drive-ins, which is like, well, Walmart sucks, but drive-ins are awesome, so why not? I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, so according to comingsoon.net, Walmart drive-in to feature E.T., Iron Giant, and other classics. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, it's it's going to be at 160 Walmart locations. I don't know where in which. Uh, this was apparently created in partnership with Tribeca Film Festival. 
available for free to Walmart customers. How do they know if you're a Walmart customer? Hmm. Because you have the Walmart app or something. Or they're like, everyone's a Walmart customer. Are you kidding? Yeah, that's true. Can you see a Walmart store? You're a customer. Okay. <laughs> Everyone eventually is like, they have it at Walmart. Just, I'll just go get one real quick. Real, right. real quick. Right. So they'll be doing this uh, from August 14th through to the 21st with 302 showings of hit movies. Uh, you can go to this website, thewalmartdrivein.com. This is not an advertisement for that to find out dates and locations and movies and stuff. Mm. It'll have inspiring sports movies like Friday Night Lights, The Karate Kid, and Space Jam. Is mm. the, I guess The Karate Kid would be a sports movie. I never thought of it as a sports movie, but it makes sense. It's even got like a montage, so sure. Yeah, and I mean, it's a, kind of a sport. It looks like there will be some somewhat recent movies too. Um, Black Panther, Pokemon, Detective Pikachu. The Lego Batman movie, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Spy Kids is not modern, but Teen Titans Go to the Movies and Wonder Woman. Oh, that'd be the first Wonder Woman, huh? E.T., Ghostbusters, Men in Black International. Oh, yeah, the good one. Thanks, Walmart. Uh, Back to the Future, Beetlejuice, The Goonies, The Wizard of Oz, Dolphin Tail, Selena, Cars, The Iron Giant, The Lego Movie, and Madagascar. Madagascar, let's go. And in like classic drive-in tradition, each ahead of each presentation, there will be a, a number of short films, which is actually, I don't know that more modern drive-ins did that, but that's something they used to do. They like sh- cartoons or short films or whatever. Oh, they did a lot of um, the Three, Stoog- Three Stooges. Right, right. And um, yeah, oh. cartoons and stuff. Hi, Maddie D. Will they be Walmart edits? I mean... <laughs> That's a that's actually a totally valid question, but none of them are going to be movies that are going to be needed to be edited in any way. I don't think. Beetlejuice, though, Beetlejuice, he drops at least one f bomb in Beetlejuice. That's got some stuff. Yeah, but they drop f bombs in TV shows now. But it's Walmart. Are they still selling guns? Probably. Hey. Speaking of movie theaters and whether you can go, when to go. Yeah. Bill and Ted Face the Music has a new release date again. Again? Yes. But it hasn't been pushed back, actually. Oh. As we reported on previously, we reported on. As we, <laughs> as we read to you an article of previously, <laughs> um, Bill, and Ted's, Bill and Ted 3 will hit theaters and video on demand the same day day and date as they call it um and it was previously announced you know they had pushed it back pushed it back and they're like it's going to be september 1st Mm -hmm. well for whatever reason they've actually pulled it forward a bit it's going to be august 28th now so this month um yeah that's the new date for bill and ted face the music so awesome video on demand huh what video on demand huh yeah vod Expensive VOD. This is, you know, it's one of that's going to be one of those. Mm. Maddie D. You never know. They could censor Goonies, cut out all the sloth scenes because they don't. I'm not going to read that. Yeah. I'm stop reading that. Like the octopus scene? <laughs> it doesn't exist. What? The, there is an octopus scene. They cut it out. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Maddie D is sometimes like. <laughs> <laughs> Very not politically correct. And I don't know if it's intentional. He's got a bit of a Melanie. Yeah. Going on where it's like, you don't really realize it, but you're just. I contain a lot. Thank you. You you guys get older. I stay the same age. And by older, (laughs) I mean, you're like old people who don't know any better. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're, you're a lot better about it now than you used to be. Yeah. Publicly. Antebellum. I did not know what this was. Um, so Antebellum is uh-huh. a horror movie um, that apparently they have not released a whole lot about. Get off my lawn, Matt says. According to the film's official synopsis, it's about successful a- author Veronica, who is played by 
Janelle Monet. I might be pronouncing that wrong. I think that's how you pronounce it. Her character finds herself trapped in a horrifying reality and must uncover the mind-bending mystery before it's too late, which is very vague. But anyway, point is, it will be moving exclusively to PVOD. So it's been one, it's been like all movies, it's been pushed back and forth all around the release schedule for theatrical release. And I think eventually they were just like, you know what? They had removed it from their release calendar. And then they're just like, screw it. It's just going to go on video on demand. So that will hit premium VOD on September 18th. Yeah, whatever. The horror movie. There's your horror talk for this episode. You know what antebellum means? What's it mean? It's just referring to a time before the Civil War. Oh, yeah. Well, there was, we watched a thing about some band or something that was using that title. Mm -hmm. We don't have to get into it, but yeah. But yeah. Okay. So there's that. And is that it for movie theater news? I think it is. So what's next? What's next is mm-hmm. it's been a while since we did this. React at the reboot re-release sequel news. Okay. It's been a while since we've had new reboot sequel news, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one that Paul had shared to me shortly before we went live today. This is coming from comicbook.com. I don't know where they got it. John Wick 5 confirmed. Really? Wow. We'll be I, shot, even, I was going to say, we'll be shot back to back with John Wick 4. Okay. Yes, I have not seen John Wick 3 yet. I have neither, but I knew it existed. I was going to say, I didn't know there was a 4. There's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're just like, people love this. It's like printing money. Today... According to comicbook.com, Lionsgate had confirmed via their earnings call, that's where they got it, that a fifth John Wick film is officially in the works. Um, The studio CEO revealed that the plan was to shoot both John Wick Chapter 4 and 5 back-to-back once franchise star Keanu Reeves was available. Uh, John Wick 4 is currently scheduled to be released May 27th, 2022. Uh, Matt, Matty D says, I also have not yet seen John Wick 3. I don't know why I haven't watched it yet. I really liked both the first two. They're good, ridiculous, fun action movies. When 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 they did the like, you know, he's kind of the mo- it's a, like a mopey Keanu, which is, which is always fun, but it's like m- mopey action Keanu. And you always hate when they kill the dog, but when it basically boils down to the last straw was they killed his dog and he's going to go on a rampage. I was like, this movie knows exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's just got cool action that you, at least at that point, weren't seeing other movies mm-hmm. do. Almost got its own version of Gunkata or whatever, but it's better because it's not quite as cheesy as Gunkata. I wonder if they have like a really good story plotted out and that's why they're going to do two at a time. Or if it's like, we're going to have, you know, some action and then some action and then some action, you know. And then in this one, we're going to do like a little bit of action and then a lot of action and then just a little bit of action. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how the John Wick story like script writing goes. Yep. <laughs> it's not character beats or plot points. It's like a little bit of action, a little bit of action, big action. Mm-hmm. Got to reel it back for a little bit of action. Mm-hmm. Some moderate action, big action. Then we ramp up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I love it. I think you should be writing those scripts. <laughs> just send them the script and that's what it is. Just like <laughs> 90 pages of just that. He definitely shoots like a bunch of people. And that makes him think of the first time he shot a bunch of people. But then he dispelled that because nobody's interested and he just shot more people. Okay. Um. Yeah, whatever. That's it. That's that story. He's currently filming the highly anticipated Matrix 4. Ooh. I'm so I'm so cautious about what a Matrix 4 is going to be. Yeah, what is it supposed to be? I don't think... I don't know. Like, there's been some, like, speculation that prequel... Maybe they've released a more official synopsis of it or something, but I know they recast certain people, mm-hmm. but not others, and it's like, I don't know. I have no idea what's going to be. 
you never forget your first time shooting people. America. Um, okay. Reboot news. Knight Rider. Got your attention. Knight Rider, James Wan, and Spyglass adapting classic 80s series into film. Yay! <laughs> Hurrah! A Knight Rider movie. It'd better be James I mean, Wan. You can't just have like a fancy car because we all have fancy cars now. Yeah, it better be like some like really, really witty uh flying laser shooting car or something to impress me. A hover car. According to ComingSoon.net, the Knight Rider film will reportedly take place during present day and is set to maintain the anti-establishment tone of the original series. The project will be penned by former video game writer TJ Fixman. That sounds like a fake name. Mm-hmm. Who wrote and developed the games Ratchet and Clank and Resist and Resistance Fall of Man. Hmm. Okay. Some people will be excited about this. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I don't care. It's Knight Rider. Oh, but you know, whatever. Hey, and James Wan, man. <laughs> okay, so he's not gonna fly home. They're, they've been making a live action Mortal Kombat movie, by the way. A new live action. It's gonna be mm-hmm. rated R. Finally, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm excited about that. That's not a news story. That's just something I had. That's news that I had heard that we haven't reported. But uh, maybe I'll dig into it more later at another time. Reboot news, because it never ends. Once Hollywood gets, once its gears start turning again, mm-hmm. it's going to be, you know, the these couple of months where we just didn't have the same type of news, it's going to seem nice once the reboot machine starts churning at full speed again, because Seth Rogen uh-huh. shares his vision for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot. Again. I mean, really? I mean, seriously, why do they have to keep doing the same Thing. Our same properties over, yeah, and over, and yeah. Over. I mean, <laughs> uh, turtles are great. The Ninja Turtles are great. Leave uh, them great. Let them stay great. Stop messing them up. Okay, okay. Matt, Matt D, and Paul are both hammering me on this Tekken thing from last week. Is it by the Tekken director? Matt said that, and Paul says, "Check the date on the Mortal Kombat story." No, Mortal Kombat is modern. Is current. I would be reading a news story from like 95 or 94 if that were the case. <laughs> um, Paul says, it sounds amazing though, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So yeah, it's going to be a CGI, all CGI movie, CGI animated film. And Seth Rogen's involved as producer alongside, who else? Evan Goldberg, who he works with on like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says, where, where, wait, when was this from? According to Seth Okay, he had told Collider this, I believe. Quote, as a lifelong fan of Ninja Turtles, weirdly, the teenage part of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was always the part that stuck out to me the most. And as someone who loves teenage movies and who's made a lot of teenage movies and who literally got their start in their genre in their entire profession by writing a teenage movie, the idea of kind of honing in on that element was really exciting to, to us. I mean, not dis- not disregarding the rest, but really using... That as kind of a jumping off point for the film. Okay. Yeah, I can see that because in other Turtles movies, the Turtles are like in their 30s or something. They, I mean, they, they definitely don't seem like teenagers <laughs> other than like, they like just hang out and eat pizza. But like, otherwise they could be any age. Yeah. Who doesn't like hanging out eating pizza though? I mean, I'd be the if, approaching middle-aged mutant ninja turtle and still hang out and just eat pizza. Mm-hmm. Mikey's yep. gonna be stoned. Okay. <laughs> oh, because it's Seth Rogen. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. Well, he probably know. he probably will be, but he won't be like he'll just have that like mentality. It'll be he'll lean more towards the stoner of the stoner surfer attitude. Yeah. I yeah, I could see that. All right. Finally getting off the reboot news, kind of, more or less. Why the Harry Potter movies are already jumping from HBO Max to another streaming service. This is our ongoing saga of HBO Max. What? What? Why? Why? Why do you suck? <laughs> why are you you? Why yeah. are you doing these things? Yeah. You were the chosen one. 
<laughs> promise Doctor Who, do patrol. You kind of made good on that, but man. Okay, so geriatric mutant turtles. Get off my manhole cover. As Matt D, that's good. I like that. All right. So the, I actually like this article because this actually kind of breaks it down. This is from cinemablend.com. And my apologies, my apologies, cinemablend, but I'm actually going to kind of dive into this article a bit. Um, so we had previously talked about how like people were HBO Max launched and like within a week or two weeks, they're like, yeah, all these uh, DC movies that we kind of advertise, they're, yeah, they're, they're going off at the end of, in like a week. They're, they'll be gone. It's like, what? So it turned out that they're going to be rotating out films, um, mm-hmm. which people were not thrilled about, myself nope. included, because it's like, I, I don't know, man. I prefer, like, I get that Netflix, they don't keep mo- shows and movies forever because of licensing thing, things, but if they own it or whatever, that it's there. They will hold yeah. on to it. It's yeah. like a vault of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas HBO Max has more of the HBO regular cable thing where it's just like, we'll have something for like a month and then it's gone. Mm -hmm. Well, that's going to be the case with all the Harry Potter movies. They're all going to go away at the end of the month. But what I liked about this article specifically, because I don't really care about the Harry Potter movies. I don't plan on sitting down and watching what all eight of them anytime soon. Um, But I like this article because it kind of dived into like, well, what's the deal? Um, October 25th, by the way, is when, or August 25th is when those are going away. They are going to be going over to the Peacock. Oh, the Peacock. Except porn. They kept the porn from us. Yeah. Yeah. So they will be available for streaming on the Peacock in October. And they'll be open to, for the public to stream throughout that month. After which point, those films will go back into the vault, so to speak, and be released back onto Peacock's lineup in Windows, as in like, at different periods of time throughout 2021. And apparently this is because of rights issues. And so let's read through a little bit of this article because how licensing deals work with streaming services. I generally try not to do this, but I'm going to read a chunk of this verbatim. Basically, again, cinemablend.com. Basically, when a streaming service gets the rights to a film series like Harry Potter, it can happen one of two ways. Either those rights are pre-negotiated when the film is in theaters or those rights can be purchased after the fact when someone else's ac- agreement expires. Harry Potter fans would be quite familiar with that second path as the films used to run on Freeform, formerly ABC Family, for some time, after which they made a quick pit stop on HBO Go's digital library and eventually landed at the U- uh, NBC Universal lot, which is the Peacock. Mm-hmm. However, there's another interesting phenomenon we've seen happen as of late. Either a company can buy out those particular streaming rights to its own IP, like Disney Plus did with Star Wars. Like I had kind of assumed, basically, if they like own the property, they could just uh-uh, buy out all the rights, which I kind of assumed is what HBO would have, or what you know Warner Brothers would have done with a lot of stuff for HBO Max. Or special temporary deals can be hatched, such as the one that brought Harry Potter onto HBO Max for opening day. Okay, so HBO Max got Harry Potter under a special kind of agreement. In the latter case, which is what we're starting to see more of in recent times, the streaming rights were borrowed from NBC Universal, which, as of this moment, has the broadcast and cable rights to the Harry Potter movies until 2025. With that agreement expiring soon, it's back to NBC Universal. The Potter movies go, unless another agreement is drafted on Warner Brothers, is drafted or Warner Brothers buys back the rights to the films, whichever comes first. Okay, so that's why. Yeah. <laughs> licensing. So you can buy the license and then just rent it to people though. Y- yeah, basically. And or you could just like I guess buy out your own license and then be like, nope, I'm keeping it because I own this. Or I'm guessing it's more lucrative to then rent it out to other places. Because yeah. other places want these big movies too. Yeah. That must what makes sense to me. But it sucks because then you get weird deals like that. With I just appreciated. uh, I gotta call out Mike. Mike Rees was the author of that. I appreciated that they actually kind of dove into what the deal was, which is why I read so much of that. Normally, I won't do that like verbatim on here, but thought that was really interesting. 
Welcome to the DC Fandom. That's not just something I say. That's something DC says. Uh, so this is interesting. Um, DC unveiled this thing they're going to do. Because, you know, a lot of these companies are kind of, there was Comic-Con and then DC and Warner Brothers even had their own like Justice Con at the same time. Um, They're kind of struggling with how to replace the big events where they usually would unveil a bunch of new stuff. Right. And also probably make a bunch of money from, you know, convention stuff. So DC announced, when is this? This is actually old. This original thing is old news, but it ties into the next story. And I did not know this and it's coming up soon. They announced this last month, DC Fandom, which is going to be a 24 hour immersive virtual fan experience, which brings the universe of DC to life and features the stars, filmmakers and creators behind its biggest films, TV series, games and comics. So basically it's whatever it's their virtual. Paul said Peacock is universal. Yeah. I mean, it's NBC universal. It's all, it's, it's all the same. Yeah. They're all Disney. (laughs) <laughs> Disney, <laughs> they are or are in the process of becoming Disney. <laughs> yeah, being owned by, they're on a they're on a list. If they're not yet, they mm-hmm. will be. Yep. The reason I mentioned this story though, or this press release, and I'm sure they'll have their their kind of remote panels like they've been doing, but they're probably going to also unveil trailers and stuff. Oh, and this will be free for everybody. They're only doing it on the 22nd. Got to go to the website to experience the virtual like, whatever. Um, I don't really know what that means, what it's going to be. Can you like, is it going to be like a video game or you walk around? It'll be like, it'll be like Google, Google earth. (laughs) I I can probably see something like that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But I'm sure they're going to unveil some trailers and stuff. But the reason I bring that up really is because that segues into the next story. You do what was happening every episode. Yep. Even when there's very little Snyder news. The, okay. Admittedly, admittedly, this first one is a little weak, but it does tie into the DC fandom thing. Fandom thing. Uh, Zack mm-hmm. Snyder's Justice League and Mortal Kombat. See, told you I'm not pulling old news. Uh, are part of, although GC, I mean, you, this is news about Justice League and Mortal Kombat. This could be old news, but it's not. Are part of DC Fandom teaser trailer. So yeah, they released a teaser t- trailer um, today, I think. Maybe it was yesterday. Yesterday, it looks like. And uh, <laughs> the headline, man. All they have to do is throw J- Justice League in the headline, right? Because there was literally like a split second frame. There was like one frame of like uh, Dark Side and whoever else in one of the screens in this little teaser and that became becomes the headline mm-hmm. but point is they, they did show a bunch of stuff and so they expect anything they threw in there we're probably going to get some type of teaser or trailer or something of these things and that includes snyder cut and mortal kombat which mm-hmm. mortal kombat is warner brothers owns that that's why that's be part of the dc fandoms because Warner Brothers owns Mortal Kombat and DC, so and Disney owns I gotta get back to comments. Can't use them. Everybody's so dirty today. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I like Paul. I like Paul's. I can't read it, but I like Paul's unintentional typo. Mm-hmm. Instead of son of a bee, it's sin of a bee. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, that's it for that story. But that's not it for the Snyder Watch. Snyder oh. Watch never sleeps. Zack Snyder's Norse mythology netflix show is in production he's not like director i don't know how much influence he's gonna have but he's a he's like a producer on it or something Zack snyder that's the connection but it's gonna be a animated norse mythology netflix series that's interesting right right i thought that was that was kind of interesting i mean there's not mm-hmm. i don't have a whole lot to it so basically oh a netflix anime series they're calling it it's an anime specific is it just the style because i'm a I always assumed anime is specifically like Japanese animation. Yeah, or that style. So 
but I guess I'm guessing it's just if it's in that style, because doing a Norse mythology show produced by a couple of American Hollywood guys doesn't seem like anime <laughs> to me. But if it's in that style, okay, whatever. Um. Oh, but oh, let's see. This actually will be the second series to come from that Jay Oliva, Oliva, whatever his name is, that he works with Snyder a lot. He's sounds like he's going to actually have a play more of a role in this. He he has a animation studio, Lex and Otis, it's called. And this will be the second series coming out of that studio. Um, the first being in a, another Netflix original anime called Trace, Tracy, based on a uh, based on a comic by a Filipino writer and artist. Uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce their names. It's the drawing style, Paul says. Okay, well. Especially because there's more than one style that could still be considered anime. Right. All right. And one last piece in the Snyder Watch. Zack Snyder's 300 is finally coming to 4K. 300's getting a 4K uh, Ultra HD Blu-ray release. Ooh. So, Ooh. wait, I'm confused. Is the Snyder Watch about anything that Snyder does now? And it, not just the Snyder Cut? <laughs> it's the Snyder watch. It's not the Snyder cut watch. <laughs> I thought there were more news stories about justice league this week. There weren't. Okay. See Paul, it's not all bad. He says, okay, I can dig that story. Yeah. It does. It does open it up beyond just justice league. It's not the only thing he's done. <laughs> 304k. <laughs> oh man if they didn't dude that's a missed opportunity if they didn't at least like name this like a special collection that that's pretty good i don't have a 4k tv so none of that does me any good and i like 300 fine but i'm not that crazy about it i don't need to buy it again or in the first place i don't think i've ever bought it you have it though it's one of those movies everybody's got it anybody remember buying it i don't <laughs> i was at a friend's house the other day and that was one of several movies that she had not only two, but three copies of. And she's like, I don't know. I don't know where they come from. <laughs> they multiply <laughs> strength in numbers. That's the whole point of it. 300 uh, is fine. I have 300 was there was, you know, what? I've talked about it on the show before. There's there's always a little bit of disappointment in that movie for me because I was super pumped for it for whatever reason. It just looked awesome. And which is fair. It it does. It's a Zack Snyder movie. It looks amazing. But it was lacking something. I still don't know what that something is. And I find that trait has followed him through all of his movies. And it's disappointing. But hey, he's, he's still working on Army of the Dead, though. He's, he's not like Night and Night Shyamalan, though. He should have never made Unbreakable. And then I wouldn't have any expectations for any of his movies. Unbreakable, I love that movie. Or at least I did. I don't know how well it holds up, but I watched it a bunch back in the day. I haven't watched Glass. I've heard nothing but disappointing things about Glass, mm -hmm. which is very sad because uh, Split was at least... Was that what it was called? Not Split. Maybe it was Split. Was at least not bad. It was an improvement. And then tying it into Unbreakable was like, yeah, cool, awesome. But I've not heard great things about... Uh, Maddie D, it was lacking. I'm assuming he's talking again. We get these comments late, but I'm assuming he's talking about 300. It was lacking Frank Miller's glow of a storyline. Yeah, because that was based on comic. I didn't watch Blast. I didn't watch Split either. What I did watch was that one with the um, kids that went to go stay with their grandparents right. or something. Yeah, I was not. I was not as impressed with that though as a lot of people were. I guess I liked it. If you cut out the final scene of the movie when he's like, he's such like a cheese ball, uh, Shyamalan, that his name. He's such a cheese ball and he can't help himself apparently because if the end of that was such a cheesy forced, like attempt at like making a feel good ending on what was otherwise a surprisingly kind of hardcore ending where it's, it definitely takes a turn where you're like, Oh, this is horrifying. Like it actually gets really disgusting and messed up. Um, but he can't just let it sit at that because I don't know. He's a big softy, I guess, but it's a detriment. to the Yeah. Comedy. Yeah. Lady in the water 
<laughs> I knew it. it I knew we were going the there eventually. Worst, the worst thing I've ever seen. I I am angry that I saw it. I'm angry that I had to watch that movie. You know, everybody, lots of people, not everybody, lots of people. I, I don't know. Maddie D, I have to hold on. Let me hop over to the right tab here. I want to see what Matt's sharing. Okay, it's gifts. That's what I thought. People really despise that movie, and I get it. I think I've only watched it once. I feel like I would maybe hate it if I watched it again. I don't remember hating it. I remember there being parts where I'm like, ugh. But I'm not sure if... And people love Signs. Signs was a disappointment to me. The Village was a disappointment. And I think by then I just had no expectations. I had no, like, the bar was so low that I didn't mind Lady in the Water. I thought it was kind of dumb, but I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Oof. Sorry, baby. No, no, no. It is, it is utter crap. Utter crap. I don't, you probably weren't paying attention. You probably fell asleep and woke up. And <laughs> you know what? That was too bad. <laughs> because it is the worst. It's the worst. Now, and I like weird. I like weird. This wasn't like weird in a good way, though. This was like, just 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 bad it was just bad and of of the Shyamalan movies that i've seen did he wait did he do the one with bruce willis he's done a couple with bruce willis unbreakable no the one with the where he was dead do you do that one? Oh yeah 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 okay so that one the first time i saw it was okay but then i got over it real quick um but other than that, I actually like The Village the most of all of his movies. And I think it's because I was kind of already expecting it to not be great. And I'm like, this movie is 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 a good representation of M. Night Shyamalan. Like, you're like, oh, this is great. This is going to be great. And then you're like, wait, what? This is not what I signed up for. And um, it's more depressing than like what he was actually going for because it's such crap. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. like oh, this is a big scary thing. Oh, it's horrible. But then you get out there and you're like, this is worse than a big scary thing. This is just like trash or not. not I don't know. Not trash, but you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I, I don't know who he, the cinematography in the village was great. I, I th- that movie looks so good. And that's true of a lot of his movies. Like they're, he works with talented he's you know he's got a good eye he works with talented people like i like the sequences he puts together um but yeah man the stories are not great the village i think the biggest issue with the at that point they were really pushing the like it's a twist and at that point i don't i feel like it was it was out of his hands and it was kind of the sixth sense's fault and then if you follow that up with unbreakable that kind of like cemented him in there so that i feel like that's all he could do and even if he didn't do that that's how the studio was going to advertise it but also they advertise that as like a horror movie it's not it's not a horror movie Mm. man they were pushing him it's so weird to like i don't know i i don't know if you could get an accurate take on the whole situation from his side but i'd be super curious to hear like his actual actual thoughts on just kind of how his career path went Mm -hmm. Um, because it seems like they were pushing him towards like give us a horror movie give us a horror movie and maybe that's not the case but it feels that way with with the happening and the fact that the happening is rated r because the studio wanted a rated r horror movie out of him and he had to actually go back and shoot more scenes that were more violent to justify the rated r rating which is ridiculous it's such it, and that's that's my whole thing like he can't go hardcore it's not in him he's too big of a softy where they had to push him to go film more hardcore scenes to get an r rating which is the total opposite of how it usually goes with horror movies i just man i really wish he would tr- try directing something he didn't write mm-hmm. <laughs> try it just try it man mm-hmm. find a good script <laughs> yeah. don't write it don't rewrite it don't touch it just direct it right yeah, like, okay, M- Matt commented, uh, for the village, the use of color is awesome, the way it all seemed washed out, and then the red just popped. Right. Very true. And yeah, like Randy's saying, it 
it's like that other guy looks good looks real good but it is is, he's like a different version of Zack snyder Mm -hmm. their movies look amazing they're not awful directors but man either snyder doesn't typically write his stuff but like he does something he sucks the life out of it somehow and Shyamalan writes his stuff Mm-hmm. Paul, I'm gonna bounce. I'll finish later. We're gonna end it here pretty soon because I'm out of news stories. We're literally just talking about M Night Shyamalan movies for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, thanks, thanks for watching, Paul. Take it easy. Thanks for sitting through Snyder Watch again. Yeah, I don't know why I keep doing it. Someday I'm gonna <laughs> put together like a my have M Night direct a Zack Snyder script and then have <laughs> Shyamalan watch. <laughs> Dude, make me make another video graphic. I'll do it. I will do it. (laughs) There's not news about him, though. Uh, Yeah. Be the Grolics M. Knights. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Okay. Hey, hey, Melanie. Yeah. Anything we should be amazed about? Uh, Matt, do you say do it over and over? I'm assuming about the Shyamalan watch. Oh, just multiple comments of do it. <laughs> well, I could talk about semen, I guess. No, no, like... it's too bad. We're gonna, do, we're gonna do that one just because it interests me. So, we'll, you know, the microscope's been around for like 200 years or so, but we're just now making advances. Uh, so, if you look at a sperm from the top down, like we have for 200 years. It, it looks like it's moving like a tadpole, like it's like wiggling, but part of it is like flat, like one half of it is like flat and the other side isn't. So they're like, so it should swim in a circle. Why doesn't it swim in a circle? But it's because we're looking at it wrong and it is swimming in a circle, swimming in a spiral. It's, it's turning its head. And then, so it's, it's really kind of like screwing, going like a screw um, as it swims and pushes itself along. and now we know because they did some uh, new uh, 3D microscopy and stuff on it. And it just amazes me, you know, we're like in space and, you know, inventing crazy things, flying cars or not flying electric. I mean, they've tried flying cars one day it'll happen, but anyway, um, and you know, we don't know how our bodies work. It's just, and especially something like that. That's like, you could just, it, it, you know, Take some out and check it. Look at it at a different angle. Yeah. I mean, you know. I don't have to report that. I don't have to report. I don't have to repeat that comment, but there it is on the screen. Oh. Yeah. So. I said, I hear that. I hear that in like a Beavis or Butthead laugh. That comment. Yeah, I agree. Uh, no, yeah. It, it, everything about that grosses me out, but. It is that thing of like where they discover a thing about our bodies and it's like, how did we go for this long and not like we think we know all this stuff. And it's like this thing that seems not so obvious because I'm not a scientist. I don't have microscope to like look at things like that. But it's like, how do they how do they not know this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not just that it's there's lots of things that are going to have to happen all the time. They're going to have to go back and redo the opening credits for Look Who's Talking. I know. There. <laughs> Can I just real quick? This is old news, too. This is old news, but I think of this all the time when I think about medicine and stuff. Do you know how common it is for people to be born with six fingers on their hands? Uh, no, off the top of my head, I don't. It's super common. I can't remember the, the numbers now, but like one in like 100 or something. Mm-hmm. Which is really a, a lot of people, um, you know, with six like, with, with six fingers on both their hands, and we just automatically chop them off usually. So they went into some like poorer countries, I guess maybe I don't know, and they rounded up some people with six fingers and brought them in to study them, and not everybody it depends on where they are and, and 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 such, but some of these people can like type with one hand. And and do other like complex things with these fingers. They work, you know. And I'm like, 
So if there's these people that have this extra finger that allows them to do things more efficiently than we do, and we're just chopping them off from, of all these people, does it seem like maybe that's evolution and we're just trying to stop it? Yeah. We're stop. We're killing the X-Men right there. Why, why are we doing I mean, it's, it's things like this. These are the things that I think about alone sometimes when I'm sitting there in the dark. In the night. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> Maddie D says, just ask Nigo Montoya. I know. I, I, fingers. I thought of that too. All right. No, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Sperm and six fingers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get when you come to Melanie <laughs> for uh, for news and stuff. Yeah. Um, Maddie D says because six finger six finger people will kill your father, and they'll do it more efficiently. <laughs> <laughs> they'll have a better grip on that knife. <laughs> um. Uh, let's see what's coming up. I uh, nothing in particular, nothing special. We're gonna talk about some horror movies in the future. I don't know what yeah. yet. Uh, we'll figure something out. We'll have to watch something. We'll talk about it next week. Mm-hmm. Um, if I think about it, I'll post about it on social media. If other people want to watch it too, yeah, we should ask for uh, recommendations. Right. Yeah, that's always fun. Or should we save that? We have. It's a new month, which means we're gonna have to do another. Uh, patron exclusive patreon exclusive live stream sometime like we did last month uh so maddie d watched it i I think he enjoyed it quite a bit um if you want to hear you know a little bit more lively perhaps but a uh, a thoroughly on chained grolix live stream or join us while we maybe we'll announce it ahead of time probably not though we'll just stream it and be like here you go this happened uh, yeah. but hit up patreon.com slash Grawlix podcast and uh, for as low as a dollar a month get access to all of our previous pre-shows which are like um, total totally bonus episodes there's like 60 episodes of that uh, and access to previous and future live streams exclusives and those are always the best stuff too they're the funny stuff and the inside jokes You if you if you get that you get the joke Right. I mean, that is okay. So I was talking about this. This is kind of not really, this is just dragging the episode out, but we were talking about this not long ago and maybe we were even talking about it on the live stream that the last month's Patreon stream. But since we're the new live format, the weekly Grolix nights format actually like kind of pushes away, pushes us away from just random banter. And in the past, that's always been my favorite part. And it's always where the best, like most memorable inside jokes of the podcast come from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of miss that. So in a way, the Patreon exclusive streams was like, you know what? Let's just do a stream. That's just that. <laughs> Let's just do that. And yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It is. Then you just find out about, I don't know, what wet blanket rebirth. Right. Stuff like that, that otherwise you wouldn't. You wouldn't get to know. That might even came from a free show. It did. That's why I brought that one up specifically because it's a free show. <laughs> so we're so idiot or such idiots. We used to come up with like inside jokes for the podcast on the like walled off paywall show, and then repeat them endlessly on the regular show. Nobody knows what we were talking about. Well, they do if they're Patreon. That's right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, have a good night. Thanks for watching. Uh, future audio listeners, thanks for listening. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, you can check the video replay basically everywhere. Uh, it'll de- get deleted off Twitch after a week, but it'll be up on YouTube and on our Facebook page. So there you go. Spider buggy. Oh, spider buggy. Spider buggy bonsai. Dude, that is. Do you know how old that episode is at this point? That's so old. I love that Matt Maddie D could pull pull out spider buggy that's so fun all right all right back when we used to talk about comics <laughs> well you know, we'll come day. back again later uh, take it easy everybody Wait, it's not okay there's slater alligator after a while crocodile but there's another one i just learned what was it ah never mind i'll have to i'll have to investigate and then use it next time
Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to Grawlix Nights, our special weekly live Grawlix podcast series. If you've been enjoying this, be sure to check out grawlixpodcast.com slash live to find out where and when to listen to the next live episode. Currently, Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on facebook.com slash grawlixpodcast. Ted, what? Okay. I didn't mean to cut you off. I said, tell me things. I'm telling you.